In a not-so-shocking move, the Islanders trade their first-round pick, 13th overall, for defenseman Alexander Romanov of the Montreal Canadiens. We will break down the trade and look ahead to day two of the draft. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And hello, everybody, and welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad to be with you. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot to talk about the Islanders not making a pick in the first round this year, trading that pick. But I think Islander fans are going to be very excited about the player they acquired. And we'll be breaking all of that down a little bit later on in the show. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to shoot us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the offseason. We've got day two of the draft still to come, trade rumors free agency right around the corner, anything happening to the New York Islanders between now and the start of training camp, we will have it for you right here on Locked on Islanders. And, you know, we were talking yesterday, right before the draft, and one of the last things I said was that if I had any insight, Lou Lamorello with the Islanders in win-now mode is probably going to trade that first-round pick. And while there were a lot of other deals made, no surprise that the Islanders did pull the trigger on a deal. They trade the 13th overall pick to uh, get Montreal Canadiens defenseman Alexander Romanov. And here's the thing that I love about this deal. Romanov is 22 years old. He is someone who already has four seasons of pro experience. He's a left-handed shot. He's got pretty good size at six foot one, 210 pounds. And while his numbers are not yet jaw-dropping off the chart, like, wow, look at what this guy did. Number one, 
he is very inexpensive. He is uh, a restricted free agent this year, but at the same time, he has not played enough NHL games in order to have arbitration rights, so the Islanders will be able to re-sign him inexpensively uh, before the season starts, and that is a plus. Number two is that here is a player who has not yet fully made the adjustment from the longer, you know, wider rinks in Europe and the KHL to the NHL, so that at the age of 22, he has yet to reach his full potential, but now the Islanders have another puck-moving defenseman who can help this team make the transition from defense to offense that they struggled with far too often in last season. And since they really had to trade Nick Letty uh, this past year and Devon Taves the year before, so all of a sudden now the Islanders add the skill They did not take a big cap hit. And some of the other names that a lot of people were talking about, your your Chikrins and, and, you know, some of the more well-known and experienced defensemen, you would have been paying three and a half, four and a half, five million dollars a year. You're going to pay a fraction of that with Alexander Romanov. And he still has the potential to really develop into an even better player than he already has been in the NHL. Last year, with the Canadiens, played in 79 games, three goals, 10 assists, 53 penalty minutes. He was a minus nine, plus minus. But if you think about it, considering how badly the Canadiens struggled over the course of the season, that... Minus nine is looking pretty darn good. Now, he twice represented Russia in the World Junior Championships, both in 2019 and 2020. He had eight points, one goal, and seven assists in seven games in 2019, was a plus 12. And then in 2020, one goal, five assists, six points in seven games, two penalty minutes, and a plus six. In the KHL, he was always a plus player. And when you look at his skill set, the scouting report on Romanov, a highly regarded defenseman coming from the KHL to the NHL because of his skating, poise, and ability to make a good first pass. That good first pass is exactly what the Islanders lacked after trading Taves and Letty. And as much as I like Zdeno Chara uh, as a person and as a hockey player over the course of his career, he didn't fit the mold of replacing Nick Letty skill-wise, and it really hurt the Islanders that they didn't bring in somebody who could. Now you've got this guy. Now... He is still trying to refine his game and get used to the smaller North American ranks that I talked about. But here it is. He is a smooth skater, 
with terrific lateral mobility who can make a solid breakout pass. He is very mobile, can play on either side, so he can play left or right defense, and should improve as he gets stronger and more accustomed to the NHL. Now, here's the next part that I think you're absolutely going to love. Loves physical contact. And last year, 227 hits, 19th among NHL defensemen. So not only are you getting a guy who can move the puck and skate the puck out or pass the puck out, you're getting a guy who had 227 hits and 144 block shots and is just scratching the surface of his NHL ability as he adjusts to life in North America and to the, the more narrow NHL rink. For a team that is in win-now mode, you could have taken the highest-ranking player available at 13, and it wouldn't have helped the Islanders to win now. But now, with this trade, Lou Lamorello has gotten the Islanders a player who will help now, who won't cost them a lot of money, and will be able to contribute even more in the future, assuming the Islanders can lock him up to a new deal, and they should be able to do that uh, before the start of the regular season. So I like this move for a number of reasons, and there's still more to talk about when we come back. We will discuss where Alexander Romanov fits into the lineup for the New York Islanders, how the pairings may look on this team defensively, and we'll talk a little bit about day two of the draft. We'll fill in the gaps as to exactly what the Islanders gave up and what they acquired in this trade. So a lot more to get to on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. You've got uh, NHL futures, NBA futures, NFL futures, lots going on right now. And BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And BetOnline.net remains the best place for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, tennis, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So let's flesh out this trade. First, I mean, I, I, I think we should discuss that. The Islanders got Romanov and a third-round pick, 98th overall, so very early in the third round, uh, in exchange for that 13th overall pick. So I like the fact that here's an Islanders team that we've discussed. You know, the Hockey News had them ranked 30th out of 32 teams as far as their prospect pool is concerned. And now 
You add Romanov, who's an under-25 player, and you add another pick in this draft to make up for not having that first-round pick? No, you're not going to get as good a player in the third round, 98th overall, as you would have gotten 13th overall. But you know what? Lou Lamorello's in the Hockey Hall of Fame for a reason. And he always seems to have one or two mid to late round gems that he finds in any given NHL draft. So to add a third round pick, I think that is uh, definitely a good little bonus here. And I'll say this. Uh, I was speaking to Laura Saba of Locked On Canadiens. Uh, I was doing some hosting for Locked On NHL tonight. That's why I wasn't as active on Twitter during the draft. But she said that Romanov is a fan favorite in Montreal because of his style, his physicality, his skating ability, his ability to pass, his his willingness to, to block shots. The fact that this guy is not going to be a liability defensively really helps this team. And again, you look at the defense for the Islanders right now. You still have Pelican Pulak as your top pairing. You still have Noah Dobson as your primary puck-moving defenseman. And now you have Romanov as your secondary puck-moving defenseman. You add Scott Mayfield, who is still inexpensive and, and in the final year of his contract. And all of a sudden, now, maybe you could afford to bring back Andy Green as your seventh defenseman. You still have the possibility of Robin Sallow coming up this year. You still maybe uh, can bring in another defenseman on the, the defensive side of things as a possibility but you're not spending a lot of money to do that. And that is a big bonus for the Islanders. All of a sudden, the the defensive side has a lot more ability and potential, and maybe you don't need to bring Robin Sallow along as quickly now as a result of adding Romanov. I, I, I really like this deal for a team that's in win-now mode, and I think Islander fans are really going to take to what Alexander Romanov brings to the table. Now, day two of the draft still to come. I still think that defense, as far as restocking the defensive pool, prospect pool in the organization, is going to be the most important thing for the Islanders. Not that they necessarily have to use their second-round pick on a defenseman or the new third-round pick on a defenseman. No, you don't have to do that. You go with the best player available. We know the Islanders need to add some skilled forwards to the list. We know that out of their top 10 prospects, only two of them are defensemen, and the highest-ranked one is fifth, and that's uh, Bodie Wild, who had a falling out with the organization last year. So I think defenseman is priority one. Restocking the, you know, the forward pool is also important. But most importantly is take the best player available, restock the prospect pool for this team. And with this trade, you help to do that by adding the third round pick. 
and you give this team a little more flexibility as far as figuring out, you know, how to do that. So, Lou Lamorello, now we have a second-round pick, third-round pick, and day two of the draft, I'll add this. Don't be surprised if Lou Lamorello is still making more trades on day two of the draft because this Islander team, again, in win-now mode, could you see a trade with Anthony Bevilier and maybe another draft pick to try to get that forward that this team needs to add? I could completely see that as a real possibility. So day two of the draft, going to be a very active one, I think, for the Islanders, whether it's picks, trades, or, in my opinion, most likely both. But so far, Lou Lamorello, I'll say this. I know he has fans out there who are critical of him, who, you know, didn't like the fact that Fiala was not an Islander, that Debrinkat got traded, and he's not an Islander. And, yeah, you know, I had one fan... uh, contact me on Twitter and say, hey, we could have matched that. We could have uh, gotten that 40-goal scorer, and, and and I would have been happy giving up uh, the 13th pick and a prospect for it. But let's see what Lou Lamorello has up his sleeve for day two. I know this team is not done, and I think what we'll see on day two, either the Islanders will make the trade that brings them the goal-scoring forward that they're looking for, or they will make a deal that frees up enough cap space that allows them to sign a free agent, an impact free agent. Now, one other thing I heard uh, tonight, the Blues, Vladimir Tarasenko still wants out of St. Louis. That's a big cap hit, but it's also a very talented player. And if you could maybe make a a deal with the Blues to add Tarasenko, boy, would that fit the bill for the Islanders as far as a goal scorer is concerned. I, I like the move that, that Lou Lamorello made by acquiring Romanov, and I know, I know that the hockey moves that Lou Lamorello said were coming this offseason were not even close to done, so a lot more coming For the New York Islanders, whether it's tomorrow at the draft or over the next week or so when free agency gets underway, there's a lot more going on, and we will have it all covered for you throughout the offseason right here on Locked on Islanders. When we come back, we'll do our Islanders' birthday of the day, a defenseman who uh, played with the Isles in the mid-2000s. We'll have him, uh, plus some final thoughts as we head into day two of the NHL draft. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And tomorrow, Saturday, will be the 38th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Chris Campoli. Campoli drafted in the seventh round by the Islanders in 2004, had a great final season in juniors with the Erie Otters of the OHL, 20 goals, 66 points in 67 games, turned pro the year after that, and made his Islanders debut 
in 2005-2006, and that was his best offensive season in the league. His rookie year in 80 games, 9 goals, 34 points, was an Islander again in 06-07 and 07-08, and then late in the 08-09 season, the Islanders trade him to the Ottawa Senators. He spent a couple of years in Ottawa, then went on to Chicago and Montreal before finishing his professional career in Europe, both in Switzerland and in Sweden. For his career, Campoli played in 440 NHL games, scored 35 goals, 146 points, and an even 200 penalty minutes, add 18 playoff games, five of those coming with the Islanders. He had one goal and five points. The goal and one of the assists came with the Isles back in 2007. And Campoli was sort of that number two two-way defenseman who could give you a little bit of offense, uh, but wouldn't hurt you very much defensively. We're going to go back and look at one of Chris Campoli's better games with the Islanders. We take you to October 18th, 2007, at the Verizon Center in Washington, D.C. Rick DiPietro, the goalie for the Islanders. Ole Kolzig in the net for the Washington Capitals. And the Islanders get on the board first. Sean Bergenheim scoring late in the first period. His first goal of the year, Miro Chatan and Joseph Vasicek with the helpers at 15-17. Islanders up 1-0. In the second period, the Islanders extend their lead. They get a power play chance. Ole Kolzig off for roughing. Viktor Kozlov off for tripping a 5-on-3. Bill Guerin makes them pay. His first of the year on the power play, Chris Campoli and Brian Berard with the assist. Campoli's first helper of the night for our Islanders' birthday of the day. After 40 minutes, Islanders 2, Capitals nothing. But Washington gets back into the game. Alex Ovechkin, who else? His fourth of the year from Joe Motzko at 141 makes it 2-1. to one. And then Thomas Fleischman ties it. At 6:14, Nicholas Backstrom and Brian Pothier with the assists. We're even early in the period at 2-2. Two and two. But Chris Clark of Washington heads off for tripping. Brian Berard on the power play for the Islanders. His second, Chris Campoli and Miro Chatan with the assists at 9:39. Isles up 3-2. Then Milan Yersina of Washington off for holding. Guerin on the power play, is second of the game. Campoli and Berard with the assist. That's three assists for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Chris Campoli and the Islanders have a two-goal lead. Bill Guerin completes the hat trick. His third of the year and third of the game. Mike Comrie and Chris Campoli with the assist <coughs> at 18-26. Excuse me. Islanders win this one 5-2. But for Chris Campoli, our Islanders' birthday of the day, four assists in this game. He had one shot on goal, but really helped the Islanders leading the team in points in this game. Bill Guerin with the hat trick. 18 minutes and 37 seconds of ice time for Campoli. Only one shot on goal, but when you have four helpers in a game, who's complaining? Islanders outshot 29-21 in this one, but Rick DiPietro making... 27 saves, so a career-high four-assist game for Chris Campoli. 
he is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we wish him all the best on his 38th birthday on Saturday, and many, many happy and healthy more for Chris Campoli. It's going to be a great weekend for the Islanders, a busy weekend. We will cover day two of the draft and any trades or deals or moves that this team makes. I am sure we will have something to talk about because I really don't imagine Lou Lamarillo standing still. This team is clearly in win-now mode, and this team will make more hockey moves, I think, before this weekend is over, and they may lead to even more moves. We'll have it all covered for you here on Locked On Islanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and of course... Let's go Islanders!